So welcome again to another episode of The Preacher and the Professor. Our goal in our podcasts, as we have done these past two weeks, is imparting what has been imparted to us, particularly from the scriptures, but also from our mentors. And so today we're talking about the battlefield of ideas and ideologies. And it's no, no question that we find ourselves in a battlefield. And so we all the more need to know with a certainty the truth uh, in order for us to be able to continue in what we have learned and firmly believe like our key verse in 2 Timothy 3.14 says. So the question then that we thought we would address today, Tom, is how do we arrive at truth? Yeah, and it's uh, based on Romans 12, verse 2. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. And this transformation is where we get the word metamorphosis, the transfiguration of Jesus, um, we going, we being transformed from one glory, one one degree of glory to the next in Second Corinthians three, and here in Romans twelve, it's about being transformed in the way we think. So how how we think is what we're talking about. Who who is driving this? Is it our own personal ideologies, our own personal cultural biases, or are we? being renewed in our thinking derived from the perfect will of God, which is in the scripture, in the word of God. And so what does Romans say? It says, do not be conformed to this world, which implies that we can be conformed to this world in yeah. our thinking. Yeah. So, so our goal, and this has been my challenge in the past several years especially, is to think about how I am thinking on things. Absolutely. And have I had intellectual roadblocks uh, that have stopped me from thinking correctly. So, Tom, what are some in an intellectual yeah, roadblocks yeah. that we all face? Yeah, I think that uh, there, there are a bunch of isms <laughs> that, uh, that we operate, operate out of all of us, and they're squeezing us. I remember mm. one of our mentors, Ron Smith, and we'll mention him several times, I'm sure, <laughs> <laughs> is the Phillips translation, do not be squeezed into the mold of the world, right? That's right. What's squeezing us? And so the first one, and all of these categories, mm. most of them are actually okay, but they're not the final say, say the final right? Say. That's right. They're yeah. not the final ruler. So empiricism, wow. have you guys heard of that big word? Empiricism is we arrive at truth or we shape our ideology mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. through right. observation and experience, right? right? Oh. What, what yeah. we see, the senses. Obviously, we have to do some of that. Uh, the next one is rationalism, and that's mm. basically the use of the mind. We are not going to park our minds. God has given us great minds. But is it the final judge? Oh. I, I, I have one quick example. Oh, if God is this way, then I don't want anything to do with him or I don't understand this about God in the Bible, therefore I reject it, you know. And, yeah. and rationalism is, is limited by our own finite mind, if this is the final arbiter. Mm -hmm. uh, quickly, mm -hmm. pragmatism, that's a good one, because mm -hmm. it's what works. That's right. Hey, 
what works in church X is going to work in my church, yes. right? It's, it's, is it a good system to, to model good practice, best practices? People talk that, mm-hmm. about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, but that's not the final arbiter. It's not the final ruler. Mm-hmm. Mysticism. Can oh. we hear God's voice? Can we have an intimacy with God and hear him, the Holy Spirit, speaking to God us. God told me. Yeah, the God told me. That Say kind God. of is a trump card for some people. Yeah. That means like, hey, nobody else can tell me anything because oh, yeah. God told me. So I, 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 I've Ooh. seen this when people come, oh, God said this to me. And I'm like, okay. therefore, there is no, you're shutting down the debate because you have this direct line from heaven and nobody can question it. Mm-hmm. Well, no, God speaks to us, but it all has to be filtered and actually confirmed by others. I, I have lots of examples of even leaders who say, oh, God told me to do this, come back to the group. And it's like, no, we don't believe that. And, uh, and then it confirms itself that it wasn't the right thing. But sometimes God does speak through this. So mis- a degree of mysticism is a loaded term, uh, but a, a sense of intimacy with God and hearing him uh, Always confirmed by his words. It's never apart from his written word. The next one is is a really good one for for historic churches. Traditionalism. Yeah, yeah. We always had that carpet <laughs> reddish brown, and we are. This has. We're not going to change it. And the sacred cows are many in in. If truth is traditionalism, oh, we've always done it this way. Then. Um, yeah. That's a problem. And then the last one, that's a really significant one because it's, it's about a real love for the Word of God, the written Word of God, right? So their truth system is based on the Bible, but it's also based on a uh, literalistic interpretation of the Bible, and that doesn't mean the Bible is not literal when it says you shall not steal. That's literal, right? But, but the Bible is a collection of texts that have different rules of interpretation. And you, the Bible is true and literal when properly interpreted. You cannot apply poetry literally. Right, right. No, right? you have to take, so, take so that's a The Biblicism is tough because it, is. it really gets under the surface of how do you read? How do you interpret the scripture? Yeah. And a, a real plug here quickly, uh, Doug Stewart and Gordon Fee, how to read the Bible for all it's worth, actually address that, the overly literalistic interpretations yeah, of the end times. Read. And they said, no way. That's and not how you read the Bible because it's a literary style that is, uh, they're very and, literalistic. And Tom, style. Biblicism, as all of these isms, can hurt people. You know, biblicisms, when you take your Bible and you hit it over people's head, this is what the Bible says, that, that's hurtful just as much as rationalism or pragmatism is. And so I have fallen into all these traps, and I yeah. know that you have, we have ministries have fallen into these traps, but what we're trying to do is ask ourselves, you know, think about, we're thinking about how we think. Yeah, and exactly. so when you see a road sign, when you when you make a policy at church, when you're preaching or teaching, what, what is driving the engine behind this? And exactly. I think I am just so guilty of getting caught with the, the cultural wind and, and sometimes oh, moving yeah. in a direction that oh, is yeah. not 
is that, yeah. more in the line maybe with rationalism yeah. because you know, I don't want to offend somebody yeah. with truth or whatever. So I, I think it's really important to know that these are intellectual roadblocks to um, achieving truth. Yeah, and then having your mind transformed and renewed, changed, as opposed to being conformed so, to this okay, world. So, so, okay, well then how do I and how do we have our minds changed? Yeah. How do we test? How do we so test we if what we're, that's right. God, how, right? Do, how, how, do we, how do we do that? It's so yeah. hard. Yeah. Tell us, Tom. Tell me, Donna. <laughs> <laughs> it's, no, it's, guess what we're going to say? It's the scriptures. Renewing it's the scriptures. our mind. They transform us. When properly interpreted. And, and you, know, you know, the... The scripture is true when properly interpreted. What does that mean? Well, it means... You, you take the, the Bible at its word because it's God's inspired yeah. word, but you have to know the conventions of interpretation. That's right, you do. Otherwise... Yeah. I have an example a... of this Weiwemer who read Jonah and in Jonah it says that the king asked for a fast of three days for man and animals and uh, he was running a pig farm and starved the pigs to death you know, over three days. <laughs> That's a classic example <laughs> oh, of the, a literalistic we, interpretation. Right. Well, we right? could sit here all day and come up with yeah. laughable examples of all of these isms. Yeah. Uh, but, but I guess what I want to do and what we're encouraging those that are listening us to do is to stop in your tracks and think about how you are thinking. And, and then I would even go so far as to say that we really need a, a change in our thinking at the spiritual level. Yeah. And I think that, that we're not going to cover all our bases in this podcast, but in a very real sense, that's the nature of the, our podcast, is to it talk is. about I agree. Right, right thinking, right to thinking. think biblically, uh, deeply, uh, as opposed to culturally. That's right. right that's right. Uh, what's oh. your worldview? Right? That's the language. Worldview. Worldview. Is this a biblical? What, what's driving the agenda of your life, of my life? Is this a, a biblical agenda or is it a cultural agenda? And, and so we've got to wake up to and it. Yeah. The, the culture squeezes you into its agenda. Yeah. It's going to throw agendas at you, and you have to say, no, that's not the agenda and of Scripture. And what's wrong with the culture throwing ideas at us? Well, I'll tell you what is wrong with it. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4, is a word that I have shared with people most recently uh, and in different settings, but... We have to remember that the God of this world has blinded the minds of unbelievers. Mm. Now think about that, blind, a mind that's blind. You would think that eyes are blind. But Paul in Corinthians says that the God of this world has blinded the minds of unbelievers. So, so what we have before us is the God of this world, which is who? It's Satan. It's the devil. It's the evil one. And he is the one that is setting the thought forms in our world. Mm -hmm. And we have to be aware, completely aware of it. That's why I said that it's a battlefield of ideas and ideologies. And so if the God of this world is blinding the minds of unbelievers and we're listening to all kinds of things out there, then we need to 
pay attention to how we're thinking about topics yeah. in, in, in oh. particular. It's, um, it's just, uh, and it's a scary thought, isn't it, to yeah. think that the God of this world is blinding the mind. So it's a battlefield of, I know I keep repeating that, but it's important. Um, I'd like to say that recently, uh, actually just a couple days ago, I was deeply moved by listening can I share this example right yeah, now? That's great. Um, some of you know uh, Dr. John Lennox. He's, he's just this emeritus professor of mathematics um, at Oxford University. He's from Irish descent, and he, he speaks regularly on the interface of science, philosophy, and religion. Many books assigned to him, Seven Days That Divide the World, God and Stephen Hawking, uh, Against the Flow. Most recently, and it's coming in the mail for me, I haven't read it yet, but Artificial Intelligence and the Future of Humanity. So he's a heavy, heavy hitter. And I was listening to one of his lectures on Against the Flow. And he said something, Tom, and I think I shared this with you um, at, at, at our own home, is how deeply moved, because what he said is things that I've been saying for years, but to hear an almost 80-year-old man say these things so much encouraged me, because he said that, you know, as long as we give our people in churches little sermons but are not teaching them to think about Scripture and expanding it in a way that they see its relevance, then we are not giving them the armor to go out into battle. And, and he reminded me, as you and I know so well, that we have one offensive weapon. Hmm. And what is that? It's the Word yeah, it's the, the word, word of God. God. And so guess what the devil's going to do? He's going to blind the minds of unbelievers to the truth of God's word. And he's also, gonna, he's also going to mess with us as believers as well to keep us away from the word. One of the things that, you know, oh, I don't have time. I don't have time to spend time with God in the word. Well, you know what? We have time to do everything that we decide is important and make time to do. And if you love, this, if you love the Lord, you're going to love the scriptures and you're going to spend time with him. Yeah, and, that's great. And, and so then, as a closing example of somebody who has not been conformed to this world, as an example of someone who's continued in what they have firmly believed and have become convinced of, I want to share this example with actually um, of, of, of John Lennox. So he was in Cambridge at a dinner, at a, and he was sitting next to a Nobel Prize winner. And he was very young in his career at that time. And he took a risk by asking the person that was sitting next to him, you know, some other some Nobel Prize winner, he asked this person who'd been sitting next to him if he had ever seen evidence of God behind the universe. And so this gentleman that he asked was very, very angry at Lennox. And Lennox thought, well, that's the end of the conversation, and I'll never talk to this guy again. However, after dinner, the gentleman wanted to talk to Lennox. And, and so he pulled him aside, and he brought with him some other professors at Cambridge. And he said to Lennox, in front of these witnesses tonight, give up this naive belief in God, because I'm going to tell you, Lennox, this will cripple you intellectually. You will never make it. Those were the words that he heard, and this is how Lennox responded, and you can hear him testify of this yourself uh, in that lecture that he gives on uh, Against the Flow. But he said, sir, what have you to offer me that is better than what I have already received? And so that was a moment in his life where he had to make a decision. 
with the scriptures and with his beliefs in God and his mind being transformed. Here's the scientist, this mathematician coming up against these philosophies of the world and think tanks of the world, and he stood his ground. He mm. continued uh, yeah. in what he learned, and he had firmly believed. Yeah, and Isn't that just, powerful? Yeah, Isn't that it's powerful? awesome. And, and this is not about circling the wagon, wagon. It's about engaging the world, engaging those who are around us, but being very self-aware right. that your ideology will always be submitted mm -hmm. to the scripture. Mm -hmm. Whatever ideology, whatever, whatever thinking you have, thought process, worldview, uh, it always, at the end of the day, it's about conforming to God's word, being shaped by him, transformed by him and his word. So this is the preacher and the professor signing off with the encouragement for you, our special audience, to continue in what you have firmly believed because you know those from whom you've learned it. Amen and amen.